have a little song. Oh, do you? Shards. We are traveling for shards. With Oh, you don't like that one? Okay, I got a different one. Uh, little ditty about Kira and Jen. No, no. <laughs> Couple gal flings going through the heartland. <laughs> Welcome to A Match Made in Space. I'm Allie Goodman. And I'm John Walter. And we are a married couple showing each other the 80s movies of our childhood. And this week we did 1985's The Black Cauldron by Walt Disney, (laughs) based on the Chronicles of Bredain novels by Lloyd Alexander. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry Back it up. We did 1982's The Dark Crystal, directed (laughs) by Jim Henson and Frank Oz, and of course... Created by Henson's Muppet Performers. The Henson's. The Muppets. Ah, yes, I love Henson the, and their hit. The, perfor- the Performers. Anyway, yes, it was uh, the, Dark, the Dark Crystal from 1982 is actually what I showed Allie this week. And Eric, is that a bus? Yes, a little bit of one. I no, feel like elevator pitch one. me. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So... <laughs> There are these gelflings. I'm already bored. They're like elves, but they're puppets. I like puppets. That are Muppets. Not quite a mop, not quite a puppet, but oh man. They have an adventure quest. Okay. I mean, I'm pretty sold on Henson doing something with puppets and fantasy. Yeah. I, I can't yeah. imagine that would be... Maybe we could bring in David Bowie? <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Connelly? Interesting. Yeah. No, um, uh, I'm not going to buy that. I, don't, I wouldn't either. <laughs> you want my pitch? Sure. All right. Let's take all those really dark, weird uh, Saturday Night Live Muppet sketches from 1975 and turn them into a movie. Sold. Yeah, you damn right it was. <laughs> Yeah, so no, yes, we are we are doing The Dark Crystal, which is uh, Henson oh. Productions' first real foray into, like, I would call, like, a more serious, <laughs> in, in quotes, more serious style of movie than, yes. like, the Muppet movies. Yes, I would agree. You know, and this was, I mean, I, I can't speak for the reality of this. As a child, I was told this was the first movie that had all Muppets and no humans. And I, I mean, I think I, saw, I was told it was all puppets and no humans, which is definitely not true. There are plenty of movies with puppets, you know, throughout history that I can't think of names of right now. Especially in Europe, you know, in much the same way that Snow White was not actually the first animated feature film. It just was the first American one. Yeah. This is, you know... But um, this was, like, I, I know at least Henson Productions' first time doing a full-length feature film that has no humans in it at all. Interesting. It's a pure Muppet. Like, there's no, you know, there's no Robert Morley or, right. or Paul Williams showing up. David or, Bowie. Yeah. Well, David Bowie's later. David Bowie. David Bowie is not yet involved with the Muppets. That's the Bowie? 19, that, that was released in 1986. The Bowie. The Bowie. That, that's what we call the incredible bulge in his uh, trousers <laughs> yes, in that movie, which did. could direct ships through a, <laughs> really through a good. harbor. It was cool. But we're not here to talk was... about that movie. Oh, man. Can we just talk about that movie? <laughs> no. No hoggles allowed. 
no, you were getting you were dealing with podlings and gelflings and no fraggles. Although although this movie does this movie does have some fraggle like qualities in parts of it. I feel like I feel like we need to just like I think we need to just take a moment and talk about the fact that your favorite Muppet voices because your favorite Muppeteers are part of this movie. Oh yeah, they're all over this so movie. So they're all over this movie and therefore it was quite fun throughout the movie I would say to like... To play the game of, of okay, which, 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 which Muppeteer, Muppeteer is, is that? This? Yeah, which Oh, was that's fun. Steve Whitmire. Oh, yeah, that, you know, that's, that's Dave Gales, you know. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, you know, Frank Jim, Oz or Jim, Jim Henson. Jim Henson is the name or, of the yeah. guy you're thinking No, of, I was right? thinking of Frank Oz, actually. <laughs> so, yeah. It was, um, it, that part was really fun. So, yeah. like this, And this movie was, for its time, <clears throat> excuse me, this movie was a technical tour de force. As much as, yes. as much as a lot of it may look really simple nowadays. Well. Because uh, the animatronics that they were using in the, in the Muppets. And, amazing. And, and in this movie. In 1982. Like, it, like a lot of these, a lot of these suits would require, like, four performers to do, like, a character you know, which at the time, like that's that's pretty commonplace now when you're using like a you know like pu- like like the like Mandalorian and current Star Wars movies when there's like a like a animatronic character, there's right. you know <clears throat> there's going to be you know several like people controlling it at any one time, but you know like at the time that was kind of a big deal the way they the way they you know worked in like animatronic faces and multiple performers into the bodies and things like that. This this movie is is. In the puppeteering art, it's a heck of a tour de force. No. Like everything in it is puppets, except for a few animated moments with the bat, the crystal bats, you know. And it's and it is and some children dressed up and, and running through in, in a couple of shots, just yes. because it is impossible by the limitations of puppeteering to really show like leaping and running yeah. easily that looks believable and not silly, you know. But well done. Um, I mean, I mean, on, yeah. that, on that piece. I mean, because you know, you can't judge yeah. it from like right. And this was this was you a have to story judge it from that, where it was. And this was a story that was that Henson came up with. I think uh, several years previously, he he was trying to like come up with, uh, you know, like a fantasy. Like he was trying to go back to like the fairy tale fantasy stuff. And he intentionally made it like a lot of people had problems with this when it came out because it was kind of dark. Yeah. Compared to like the, the Muppet stuff. Dark crystal. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Yes. Totally dark. Totally dark. Totally yes. dark. Yes. The crystal was also quite dark. It was. Actually, it wasn't even that dark. It was just like amethyst, like a pale amethyst or an alexandrite. It was. You know. Uh, I thought alexandrite is yellow. It it can be, but yellow purple is the main color of alexandrite. Is that true? Yes. It's all. It's my. It's my non pearl birthstone. I know these is things. Is it really? Yes. It's the. It's the birthstone for for college ring, for high school and college rings. If you're a Gemini or a June birth, not a Gemini, a June birth. Because pearl, no one's going to get a pearl ring in high school, <laughs> you know, because they're not, pearls are for like 70 year olds, <laughs> you know, wow. so, you know. Or Lisa it, Simpson. Yeah. Well, that's a little different. Lisa's technically 70. <laughs> it's true. Now she is. Yeah. <laughs> considering how long the Simpsons have been running. <laughs> Sorry, um, early. Um, <laughs> but, um, but uh, because the, the tone, like it got a little bit of, it got a little bit of pushback from critics about it being like it's marketed as a family film, but it's got some very dark moments in oh. it. It's got some frightening moments in it. It's got some it. sick shit. But Hinston actually like was intentionally trying to give like, you know, like more of that old old school like Grimm's fairy tales kind of darkness. He like like I think he said like something along the lines of like the idea that like it like children going through life without being like like it's not healthy for children to not be scared of things occasionally to not be exposed to things that are frightening like you know like like it was his idea that they need to they need to see some things like that and i mean that makes sense if you look at like even even for all of like disney is always accused of really harsh like 
filing the harsh edges off of old fairy tales and they did because the old fairy tales are super dark but even like you look at like snow white has and and pinocchio and all those old like 30s and 40s and early 50s disney you know animated movies they all have like terrifying passages and dudes even modern day Disney has some scary stuff. Like how many times did their parents, they're walking up onto the ship and they're waving and they're dead. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, well, what, 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 what are you talking about? I'm talking about Frozen. Okay. So you just said their parents. You didn't say whose parents. Well, okay. Sorry. Finding Nemo. Look what happens in that one. Like, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's a burden and it's played by a, a New Zealander. <laughs> Not even on us. Wait, actually, I, actually, the is truth he, is, the truth is that, that I couldn't remember Jeffrey Rush's name. I was just going to say by Jeffrey Rush, our, but I forgot our, his name. Our son, <clears throat> our son, love loved that movie growing like for growing up. Yes, yes, he's our so old. Two year old son, <laughs> seven year old, older than Lisa Simpson. His even. favorite thing to watch for a very long time was Finding Nemo, and so we would put it on all the time. But I've I, seen that movie literally over like, three hundred. But here's times. the thing: it holds up. But I will tell you that I was worried about him having to go through that kind of yeah you always skip the first I skip scene skip the first scene which is actually terrifying it's terrifying and but, i didn't uh, want yeah, to have to yeah. go so through our, that our son actually thinks finding nemo begins with, with first, first, school, school, first, first day of school first day of school, school, first day school, school. you know so i guess um, instead of my... the instead of the barracuda devouring nemo's mother and on screen and you see the viscera and the gore Stop it. you don't actually see that my god Stop it. i have a big enough imagination it's not like when you see the bullet go in bambi's mom in slow mo it's like it's oh no oh spoiler by the way bambi's mother dies I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> You've hurt me so many times Oh, my already. God. So anyway, so my point is that Disney has been doing this, like, let's kill the parents. Let's kill people off from the very beginning for a while. Yes. And this movie has sweet, sweet genocide in it, technically, of the Gelflings. So yes. Let's kill literally everyone. And slavery. Slavery. And it has... Mind um, melting and... Uh, yeah. Um, uh, essence stealing. Eating, eating of uh, living animals. <laughs> creatures. Uh, critters. Roasted nebri. Delicious roast nebri. That's so sad. I bet nebri tastes good though. Shut up. You know, I'm just I'm just saying I bet it tastes good. I'm not saying morally I should should you eat a sentient being as clearly the nebri loves its family. Oh. Morally you should not. However, are they delicious? Probably. I, I mean, if you want to call yourself a skexy, by all means. I just want to eat with little finger knives. <laughs> <laughs> like Freddy Krueger gloves. It's <laughs> literally what it's like. Anyway, um, so anyway, this movie, uh, we should probably get into it, but I just wanted to also, be, before I forget, this movie, uh, the designer of this movie, like a lot of the design elements of this movie were done by Brian Froud, who, you know, was a very well known for like his, like his books about fairies and dwarves and things. He did like, I think he did the Pressed Fairy book with a... Uh, which I think was co-written by one of the Pythons, maybe Terry Jones. But maybe. Like, but like Brian Froud, like you can really see his you can influence. Feel the, and Brian Froud later Froud. designed uh, also Labyrinth, so which is why yes. they're, they're very, they look similar. They're very aesthetically similar yeah. movies. You'll notice um, many similarities. But yes, it was. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's that's the Dark Crystal. Um, we're we're largely doing this now, by the way, because unfortunately Netflix we haven't even seen it yet, but Netflix has canceled the prequel series, and so I was like, wow, you know, while people are thinking about the Dark Crystal, why don't we go ahead since Ali's never actually seen the Dark Crystal and finally get to watch it? Which is kind of nuts that I've never seen it. It's really I've weird because you seen love, Labyrinth. You've seen Labyrinth many times, and I did, and I actually saw the Dark Crystal like nine thousand times as a kid in the eighties. Never saw it, and I did not see Labyrinth until the early nineties. Oh I was in high school when I saw Labyrinth. See. You know, that's like, just weird. I know it's weird. I was already a David Bowie fan before I saw Labyrinth. See, that's weird. I was a fan of him from Ziggy Stardust, which I bought at a Kmart. Yes, I bought it at a Kmart because I, mean, I heard it was a good album, and that's how I became a fan of David Bowie in like the early '90s. I'm not. I'm 
gonna lie, I'd prefer to be talking about the labyrinth. Movie, I know you would. But, <laughs> I but know you would. Let's uh, let's get into this. I right. guess. Right. Well, yeah. Let, let, let's get into this. So, so, so basically. Oh, I should get my notes. Yeah, you should probably do that. So, essentially, starts out with a narrator giving yeah, us that's always a the best lot of information this, by the in way, exposition. This, by the way, this movie may, this movie ticks we off. We know how much I love the, that. This movie ticks off all the boxes of uh, of stuff that are almost always like it's like the cliches of fantasy movies that usually aren't good at all, mm-hmm. which is it has a narrator telling in depth the the history of the world to set up the thing which i which i mean the movie actually needs it's very it does need it you would not get it without that so and it and it has a chosen one oh god it has a, <laughs> it has a changeling no um i mean essentially but um okay so here's the deal here's the basic thing there's this crystal okay and it shows up and it makes these two races when the three sons had a great conjunction yeah. and the two races turned into the Skeksis and the mystics. Okay. Yeah, so so Fred McMurray raised his three sons. Yes. To be, I just wanted to get that out before you made that joke. Then they, cra- <laughs> I was just, just stopping that joke at its path. Uh, then there was this uh, cracked piece of the crystal. How did the crystal get cracked again? The crystal broke during the conjunction. Um, I think uh, you find out towards the end that the, the combined like spoilers, the combined, uh, original forms of the Skeksis and the Mystics, the Urskex. And there's a lot of stuff on the Wikipedia page that's like not in the, not movie. In the movie. Like I'm, maybe it's in the, maybe it's in the show as well, but they like, oh, these things all came from like Hinson's original notes, but a lot of them weren't actually put into the movie proper. But like the, the, the race that became the Skeksis and the Mystics, like they were split. They, they, they broke the crystal during the conjunction, like in hubris. They were trying to, I think they were trying to figure out what it was made of or something. I don't like, it's not really a hundred percent clear. Yeah, this movie fair. is very much a fairy tale. Yes. It's high fantasy, but it's high fantasy in a seriously fairy tale, uh, sort of. So range. when, when the crystal broke and the shard disappeared, what do you know? The land is damaged. And for a thousand years, the land is broken and the Skeksis live in the in the tower, guarding the crystal, like guardians of the crystal, and they use the sun shining through the crystal to extend their lives unnaturally. They are the Skeksis are are are, are basically the Skeksis are the GOP. Yeah. <laughs> well, in a very real sense, if you're gonna if you're gonna carry this narrative, that makes sense that the Mystics would be the Democratic Party. Yeah, the because Mystics, they're passive the and they do don't nothing. do anything. The Mystics do nothing. Yep. Uh, no, but yeah, yeah, the Skeksis are. They are expansive. They are they are slavers and empire builders, but they have died out to the point that there are only ten of them left. A dying emperor and the remain and the other ones. And meanwhile, mystics. the mystics are off. They are perfectly in tune with nature, but they are also incredibly passive and do not affect the outside world. And they are in their little enclave, and they have also dwindled down to ten with a dying like um, elder. Elder, yeah. You know, and. Um, so essentially, yes, there we've got a lot of parallels between them. This movie has got a lot of very obvious parallels. There's a whole thing about this series of uh, books, the Seth books, which I haven't really read enough on to really go deeply. But I think Hinson got a lot of these ideas of like the way the balance is done in this from those from those. But um, it doesn't matter. The uh, whole so, point is that a long time ago, the Gelflings were all basically raided upon and killed. And when yeah. they were killed, yeah, this the, one the Skeksis killed all the Gelflings except, except one, one named Jen, who like who was raised, who was raised by the who was raised by the Mystics, 
and the mystics, you know, like they raised him lovingly, but like, you know, obviously he's an outsider. And basically Jin uh, goes before the elder that raised him, uh, who is as dying, he's dying, as he's dying. And, you know, he tells, the elder tells him he's the chosen one and he has to find the, he has to go to Agra and get the shard of the crystal before the, the three sons meet. So basically what he, like before the three sons are aligned. <laughs> yeah, we, oh my God, I was, I thought we'd get past that. <laughs> So uh, while this is while this heartfelt moment is going on, yeah. the Skeksis are all gathering, yes, um, including the general who's like you know the, the leader of I guess the he's the leader of their military, which is these monsters called Gartham. The, Gartham, because the Skeksis, though though they are more active in the world, they are themselves lazy and shitty, and get the work done with them by slaves and and they're terrible. And the, but um, but the the general and the chamberlain are are going to see the dying emperor and the chamberlain is a very mm, mm. it's it's listed in the thing as whimpers every time he makes a noise on the uh, doesn't on the, sound uh, like the, whimpering the, what do you call it the the, the closed captioning the, yeah the, you know it, it, it's, it's kind of whimpering but they refer to as whimpering in the script so canonically he's a whimpering chamberlain but um the emperor is dying and, and he looks a lot like our late dear departed sparky yeah you know, and you know, and he's this horrible, like he's clinging to life, and he's just, you know, horrid and drawn, and like he looks so small compared to them, you know, and like as he's dying, one of them reaches for the uh, the scepter, and he pulls it away, and he's like, mine, you know, and he's, you know, he, and he, 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 he's like basically is defending it, even though like even though as he's dying, he's saying, I and then he like seizes up and dies, and then he crumbles to dust. And then we and, like, cut let's, back. Let's explain that they're like, if you took the the skin off of a lizard, so Sparky, <laughs> and gave them like all these ragged teeth. It's very much they're they're very much these they're they're basically kind of reptilian, kind, kind of, of vulture like, vulture like, little bit insectoid. Ugh. They're they're very they're designed to be unpleasant looking creatures. Oh, they are very unpleasant. They are unpleasant looking. They have long fingers and they're horrible. You know they're they're very you know like they 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 have like these hunched shoulders which are exaggerated by the clothing they wear. Et cetera, and also et as soon as this emperor dies, we cut back to wait. Yeah, as he dies. Well, can we see what happens to him? Or does well, he happen well, well, yeah, no, oh, I'm sorry. He, I'm yeah. sorry. He crumbles. He literally to, like, crumbles. He turns into, to dust and, and, and John, crumbles. And John and I looked at each other and we were like, oh, it's like life force. Yeah. <laughs> there's a couple of moments like there life are. force in there. There are. Um, you know, because there's I that thing where they shoot the thing in the, like at the end, they, 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 you know, there's a life force moment too. Wait, but, but, but I, so I also after, haven't told you about my Apollo 13 moment. I'm not going to, I'm not going to. Who crumbles and turns to dust in Apollo 13? No, is, no, is no. It Ed I Harris? said there's another moment, and it's like the Apollo 13 moment. Oh, so Ed Harris crumbled and turned to dust. Well, no, and 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 what's his toes didn't turn to jelly either. Simon, <laughs> that, Simon. That is not from Apollo 13. <laughs> it's from an airplane movie. And it's not even the airplane movie we did. It is not. Um, no, the Apollo 13 moment that I noticed is when the sunlight comes through the window. The window is sun through my window. I'll be home. Okay, so wow, uh, I thought you'd be annoyed, not join in. So how dare um, you? <laughs> there's it's it's a triangle window, and those of you who have seen Apollo 13 know that when uh, Tom Hanks has to look for a fixed point in space, he uses the Earth through the triangular window. Oh yeah, that's very interesting. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're going to murder me. <coughs> I die. <coughs> Why are you strangling me? <laughs> I cough is probably doing the Skeksy Emperor voice. Anyway. So anyway, Emperor Sparky the First dies, and we move back to to the mystics in their home, and the elder has been talking to Jen, who had stopped moving already. Like, he can see him disappear. Like Not I, Jen. Yeah, the elder. Yeah, the elder who's talking to Jen. Who's talking to Jen, okay. The elder who's talking to Jen, who, who was talking to Jen in the previous scene and had gotten still. Yes. Actually f- disappears and... A la Yoda. A la, yeah, almost exactly like Yoda. You know, maybe, maybe you could go with Ben Kenobi, since technically this movie came out before. Yeah. But... Uh, not by much, and also uh, Henson was involved <laughs> with the, with that scene as well. So I'm pretty sure it was probably a synergy thing, if anything. But anyway, you know, it fades away, you know. And this is also due to the fact that the mystics being much more attuned with life would just sort of fade away, whereas the Skeksis would crumble. Yeah. It makes, much, it makes very big thematic sense for their oppositional nature. Yes. But, uh... So poor Jen now has to go alone and find Agra, and we get we're treated to this voiceover, as a lot of Jen stuff is done in voiceover, yes. uh, for the reason probably that his mo- his mouth articulation wasn't that great. So there's a lot of inner monologue with him instead of actually having him speak aloud. Yes, uh, but he says like. It, it, there's this weird like scene where he like has like this incredible snap change in his attitude for no apparent reason, where he's like. I'm not ready to go alone. All right, alone. Yes. <laughs> like, it's like he it's doesn't very even... very strange. It's very strange and very sad. I mean, I think it's supposed to be done as a comedic effect. Oh, yeah, I think it is, but it's very it's odd. It's just odd. And, you know, and, like, and then we jump right back to the Skeksis, because now we have the Battle of Succession. Because, uh, uh, basically, they're all trying to get their hand... Like, they're all trying to decide who's going to become the next emperor. Mm-hmm. And the Chamberlain, at one point, is reaching for, uh, you know, like, for it. And the General's reaching for the, the scepter as well. And, and he's like, get back, spithead! Yes. <laughs> Which is one of my favorite I, lines I mean, ever. Get back, spithead! That, I literally wrote that. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that it, too. I was writing down. Um, so the, the, the Chamberlain and the General challenge each other to trial by stone, which is apparently the Skeksis' way of settling disputes. In which... Basically, they bring in this stone, which has clearly been hacked at quite a bit. Clearly. And they essentially are given these two big swords, and they and it looks like they're going to battle each other, but they actually hit the stone repeatedly with the swords until the general chop breaks the, the top of the stone completely off, which means he has won the trial by stone, and the chamberlain is kicked out, and they strip him of his vestments. And he's begging as they tear off all of his clothes. And he's left there looking much more smaller and much more pathetic and naked. More like much a newborn burn. Sparky. Yeah, very much more like Sparky. But you can see a lot of the mass of the Skeksis that they seem to have is consumed by their garments. Their They're garments. actually these like withered, smaller creatures inside and very twisted, you know. Um, and that is... And then they, they are called to the stone not long after that. Yeah, the, the, the crystal. The, the crystal, crystal calls I'm sorry. to them. I said called to the stone in my notes, but yes, the crystal, not the stone. Yeah. They get, what do I, the Lee of the Stone. Yeah. So at the, as this is going, right. So then they and, see the Gelfling, and, they, and, they, and that's when we learn there's a prophecy that the Gelfling, a Gelfling will destroy the Skeksis. Right. 
specifically when the three suns are aligned. Yeah, it, which is called the Great Conjunction. The Great Conjunction. Out, which we found out from Agra, where is where he's headed. Yeah, so and, when, when and, ben, and at this point, that's when the general, who's now the emperor, yes. uh, calls out uh, for the Gartham to go find him. And that's when we see the Gartham, which are these hideous bug-like creatures oh, with like, like claw big hands. Like, you know, they're like beetles with crab claws and like they have like all these legs and they, they skitter around. And to be honest, they look a little silly, but you know, you, you kind of have to lean into the fact that this is a puppeteered world. Yeah. <laughs> with these things. Um, so they... Uh, they he so sorry. Jen gets to what he assumes is Agra's right. area, based mm-hmm. on the very mm-hmm. sketchy follow the sun. Just follow the first sun all day. Yeah, and which he did, get, and then you'll get which there. he did, and he's in this weird place, and he gets like pulled up by this like vines, weird and, vines then, and, and then and you stuff. see a hand holding an eye, and you know, and then he hears. And this is by the way, we had the subtitles on, which we. Pretty much need them. Need them because if you, well specifically if you're a parent, you you absolutely watch every movie with the subtitles on. I would like to give I would like to give props to to the people who told us to do this. Okay, that's cool. Do you know who they were? No, because I was doing it independently. I think you, <laughs> I think you might have gotten that advice while I was already doing that. Maybe, but I, maybe it was maybe it was a maybe it was a symbiotic thing that we were doing it and they were doing it, and then we felt like it was a, okay. like we, okay. Because I I don't remember anyone telling me to do it. I just went, man, I got to we turn on the fucking we were, subtitles just we to were, hear anything. We we were yes, we were we were listening to um, what well, used to be Rose Buddies. Yeah, the McElroys. And oh yeah, they were saying that that because their baby was asleep, they would often have the see. I, sound I think, down. and I was here thinking you were going to be giving props to someone we actually know and speak oh, to. No. <laughs> yeah. that. Well, anyway, thank you, Griffin McElroy, who I'm sure is listening. And Rachel, and Rachel, and <laughs> I'm Rachel. sure they're both listening. And Rachel. <laughs> the joke is that Griffin McElroy is very well known in the podcasting world. And is are you not saying right. that he's not listening to our podcast? I'm saying I am 100 saying he's not listening to our podcast. Griffin, Griffin, just, Griffin, just, if you are listening to our podcast, we love you. The, I don't know. <laughs> he likes Justin. Better. Some of your no, I don't know about that either. I'm, I, I'm just, I am just. Don't you even accuse me of liking Travis better. Uh, I am just, I, I am just saying, you know, like maybe, maybe just maybe there's enough McElroy content in the world. Y'all need to slow down. Wow. <laughs> Save some room for the rest of us. Well, if you would just do our other well, podcast, well, maybe we'd have a double. See, I'm, not, I'm, 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 I'm definitely going to not get on Max Fun now. Not at all. <laughs> you what well, with all of our eight listeners? I'm sure they're really like beating down the door for us anyway and are not being like in any way famous not yet <laughs> um yeah so so anyway um so, so anyway to, we, we, what i was gonna say yeah and and at this point by the way this is where i want to talk about the subtitles that i was saying oh yes um, i'm not happy with this fact because the subtitles they're speaking a nonsense language well not a nonsense oh, language, but, a, piece, but yeah, a language that's yeah. an invented language and they call it native language, and I feel like that's the... I made me feel a little skeevy, because mm. it's like, just because it's a language you don't understand that sounds kind of primitive sound pop, you know, like, you know, like, like, like calling that native language just feels really weird. Like, like it was, it like, speaks, like, you know, fantasy language or speaks unfamiliar that's, language that's or something. And it's interesting, because it bothered him in a way that I was like, oh, I guess I always just assumed that the word native was saying that this is like their natural language. Right, but you see, and because we don't know where they no, are no, or where she's from, the word native, when I read that, makes me think, oh, like a native. You yes, know? I do. I understand that. I totally get it. It's just funny how, like... And I don't it's know used I... later Yes. with the podling, where, where it should be speaks podling language, yeah. I guess, or, yeah. you know... 
That's a good point. Or I, just unfamiliar language yeah. or, you know, like imaginary language. Like, Non-Gelfling, right? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Um, so anyway, but we meet Agra and, uh, you know, Agra is, you know, she's this weird old witch. She's very ugly. and She's got like ram's horns. She's got ram's horns and crazy, like... Crazy, Enormous frizzy, like hair. curly hair, and she's got a very like you know like her like she's got a very like she looks like if Mrs. Like a, Roper really let herself go. <laughs> wow, that is harsh. <laughs> I wouldn't have even said that. I was gonna say she looks a lot like Miss Ackerman, my eighth grade uh, social studies <laughs> teacher, but no, no, I'm no. She actually, but she does have this like like a bulldog style mouth, and she's got like a tiny like upturned nose that almost looks like a skull. And clearly, only like, one eye, and only one eye, which she can take out and look around with and put back in her head mm-hmm. uh, and she's very like Ooh! that was Chekhov's eye like she's very yeah but she's very yes she's very <laughs> um, you know like blunt and weird um, she's clearly you know like yeah like she's like the wise weird witch that like he has to get the thing from and the thing is she's immediately like you know when she realizes he's from the mystics and he's looking for the crystal she's like oh yeah yeah here and she like Basically, uh, first of all, like she takes him inside and she shows him her big orrery, which is yeah. uh, for people who don't know that word, it's the thing when you, it's it's a model of like the planets and solar system and stars moving around. It's really a, cool, actually. Yeah, but she's it's like this huge big thing that fills the room and rotates, and she uses that to read like the like you know basically it's like an astrology like yeah. it's almost like she's using it to do like mechanized astrology. Yes, you know, so she charts the pla- the paths of the planets and uses that to predict the future and. She and she's like Yodaing all around the room. So true. Like just very like bizarre. she's a very Yoda figure. Yes. Uh, although she doesn't speak with Yoda's cadence, but and she's she does. Harsh. She does speak a little simplistically and harshly. Yeah. And she also we we, we all right. You know we've got to ignore the two gorillas in the room no longer. Please tell talk about. She needs a bra. She needs a bra so bad. Like, y'all. like, like her breasts her, are, her like, are like in her knees. At, yeah, they're like like hip height. They at the are highest. her knees. You know, like she has these she has these enormous pendulous hanging bosoms, and it's very once you see them, there you, you can't, can't unsee, unsee them, that. and it is it's intense. And you kind of wonder, like, I get the whole hippie thing, but like, come on, Henson. <laughs> yeah, a bra. Well, I don't think it was. I, I think it was done for comedic effect. I don't think it was like, yeah, this is cool. Like maybe it was a tribute to Carrie Fisher in the first Star Wars oh, movie, but <laughs> no, I kid. And can we I just kid. have a moment, really quick, or just a really brief moment about Carrie Fisher in that suit? Um, yes. Okay. okay. Yes. Moving okay. on. Okay. That was a that's a Twitter related thing. Uh, but anyway, Ooh, uh, so good. If you hadn't seen, it's a photo. It's anyway, very, very good. anyway, she dumps a whole just, bunch of crystals just, on the ground. Google. She dumps a whole bunch of crystals on the ground. Yes. And let's just keep moving. We crystal can, shards. She jumps with the shards of crystal on the yes. ground. Like, yeah, it's one of these. <laughs> one of these. And I was like, why doesn't he take all of them? I'm like, I don't know. Probably because that would be shitty. Probably because they're her crystals and she's only giving him the one. She's like, yeah, I but say, she doesn't know which one it is. You know, like, he doesn't it what it's like, but it's like, take all you need, but need all you take. <laughs> you I know? guess, but, but so he, we have so to he, figure he ends, out. Up, he, he ends up figuring it out somehow. I can't he, remember. He feels it. He feels it. Oh, yeah. Oh, he plays the pipe and it causes, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, he plays, he has this, he has this pipe that's like this. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a record. Quarter, like flute. a lute. A, <laughs> a lute is a stringed instrument. I know. I meant to say flute, and and I missed You're the. You're a terrible bard. I missed um, the. F. Yeah, I missed the F all the time. <laughs> oh, you get the F all right, but it's like split into two pieces, so it's like this. It's like a yeah. It's like a split little. It's like a, more like a recorder than a flute, by the way, because you don't play it from the side, you know. It's a pipe, god damn it! It's like a it's pan a pipe, but pan not. Pipe. But it, but it's a pan pipe with little wee things because a pan do, pipe do, is do, just do, do, a pan do, pipe do, is just a bunch of tuned things in a row that you just move up and down to play uh, though, like a harmonica. So it's like a recorder, pan pipe. 
Well, it's more like a recorder that splits into two pieces, like a Y-shaped recorder. I mean, let's let's not get too hung up on on the details here. Let's just assume I'm right, and we can move on. <laughs> oh, Allie's angry at me for some reason. Anyway, he figures out by playing the music for some reason. Yeah, yes. he ends up playing the music. Yes, it, gl- he, it, it glows. It glows, glows purple, purple, and he's like, him. "Ah, that's the shard of the oh, crystal." Oh, and uh, and at that point, as he's grabbing this, he's like, "What do I need to do?" And and uh, and she's about to tell him. Agra's about to tell him what to do, and all of a sudden, like. Boom! It's time to meet the Muppets. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. The, 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 Gar- the, the Gartham come crashing through the walls. You know, like John, like-, like John Madden in an '80s light beer commercial. Yes. And <laughs> and they are uh, and they they attack everything. And Jin leaps up on the orrery, which is spinning around, and the Gartham like crash into it and stop it. So he's and stuck. Then, and, and then, then he Jen jumps does out my of the favorite window. thing in the entire movie. He becomes a child for a second. No, before that, <laughs> no. how he breaks through the window is he like. Well, he becomes a child when he before he breaks through the window. Yeah, he, he like, leaves. He, he, uh, they he have like a child in a gin outfit that he leaves. Like leaps out of the window. Yeah, he sonics his way through, like Sonic yes. the Hedgehog. Yeah. Brilliant. And so he so he escapes. Agra is in the middle of them, and you think Agra's possibly dead, probably dead. Uh, spoiler: she's not. But um, so he goes on the run, and I like he pretty much immediately finds because this movie moves at a clip. It does. It's, it's only a, an hour and thirty three minutes. This is a fast moving movie. Three of those uh, minutes are are the. <laughs> the thing at the scene. end yeah and then uh so credits he, but he 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 wanders into this weird swampy area and rather, uh, let's talk about this now because so i don't sure. forget it's not in my notes here i don't think i put it in my notes one thing i genuinely really like about this movie is the fact that it's committed to the bit of this is a completely fake yes. fantasy world yes this isn't a world like you know this isn't even tolkien fantasy no. where it's like oh there's people and houses and horses and you know like cows and regular animals everything every animal in this movie is not of this earth and right. most and any plants they use that are real plants are very weird looking plants that don't look like na- like like something you'd recognize a lot of the plants are like prop set pieces and obviously artificial weird yeah. things like I think there are a bunch of real plants in this movie but they are definitely like the shit you find in like a weird botanical greenhouse that aren't native to like temperate zones and like what yeah. you would expect like like it's 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 not like things that are common and popular and like boring. Nature, yeah. They're like this movie is very faked, but the fakeness for me works because they are leaning into it being an incredibly unreal world. Yes. Like everything in this movie is done on sets and sound stages and matte that, paintings. Matte paintings and, and and like it's very not real. And I but I think it works in its favor because this is very much because none of the creatures are real living creatures. They're all puppets of various yes. things. It makes for a very self-contained. You are looking at a world that is you're not supposed to always understand. Yes, like, and it's okay that but you, you see a lot of will, yeah. like shots. There's all these shots, like like when a camera pans in. There's almost always something weird in the foreground as you go past it. Yes. Some weird like little creature, frog-like thing. Yes, you know. So you get to, but uh, so anyway, he meets he meets um, he meet he meets Kira. Well, he doesn't meet Kira first. Well, first he meets Fizgig. Fizgig, which is like. Basically her dog. Her dog, but he's not a dog, but he's like a dog. He's like a dog. He's like a ball that acts like a dog. Yes. He's But he's also got a but he's got a terrifying mouth like a possum when he opens it all the way. He's got this huge, like, tooth filled maw. And, you know, like basically like he first he meets Fizgig and Fizgig goes at him and he jumps back and he falls in the water and that's when he meets Kira. And Kira is another Gelfling. Which he has never seen before. He assumed he was the last of the Gelflings, and she also assumed she, she was. was the last of the Gelflings. 
So they they have a little they have a little um, moment where they meet and and like you know like and they is that do they they dream fast here is it, yeah they, yeah they, she tries to she yeah, tries she, to help she, him out she helps him it. out and when they touch hands they do this thing called dream fasting where they both see each other's memories and we both see how they each were like you know like torn away from their parents um, you see. You know, you literally see her parents get dragged away by the uh, by the by the gar- gar- Gartham. Gartham. I want to call them Gargrims for some reason. I don't know why. It's not a it's real thing. It's really horrible. But like, yeah, it's very it's very terrifying. And we learned Kira was saved by the little creatures called the Podlings, which we have already seen the Podlings. We just in, didn't know we'd seen them in in the Skeksis Castle. There are Podlings, but they have these very blank expressions, and they're called they're just called slaves. Yes. Um, by, but. Um, but she was she was rescued and raised by the podlings, and he was of course rescued and raised by the mystics. Right. When he, you know, and so you, you they they each have this like basically they learn a little bit about each other's past. And he's what's like, interesting, and is it's that, funny, and he's like, "What just happened?" And she's like, "We dream fasted." Well, the fact that she understands it and that's what it is. She, she knows a lot more than him. Yes. This is an example of a movie like where our main char- the main character like he's not competent. Nor is he supposed to be. He's yeah. he's a fish out of water the entire movie. The entire movie. He's like he basically he's sent on a quest where he doesn't know what he's supposed to do to do to find something that he doesn't understand yes. and then do something he's unsure about. Yes. You know. And, but Kira is way more competent than him. She way more. in fact to get him out of the water she calls she calls uh, like using uh, using using native tongue, yeah. Uh, using a native language, she she speaks. She can speak to the animals. She knows the world so much better than him. But which is funny because he was he was raised by these creatures that are perfectly in attune with nature. But she's way more attuned with nature than. Him. Meanwhile, he is literate and she is not. Yeah, it's very bizarre. Yeah, it's very odd and something that I think feels like maybe a gap in like the world building. But you know, but she calls and this creature pulls him pushes him up out of the muck. That he was stuck in, because he was actually sinking, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, like kind of like quicksand. And and that creature, she says, oh, that's just a nebri. And the nebri is kind of this, it looks kind of oh, terrifying until you realize it's like, oh, it's actually being friendly. And then you see two little baby nebri come up and snuggle in it. And then we get a really horrifying cutscene to the exact same looking animal on a plate. And they're like, ah, roast nebri. And it's and the it just Skeksis. makes you hate the Skeksis and the, Yeah, because the whole point of this is the Skeksis are awful. They're not in touch with nature. They eat everything. They don't, they're indiscriminate. And you see the scene of them eating is, it's a great, horrible scene. Like it is an unpleasant scene, I, but it is. I never really, need to. Let's put it this way: I never need to see that scene ever again. It's yeah, it's it's horrible, but it, it totally it is perfect for setting up how mm-hmm. bad, how awful the Skeksis are because they're basically they're eating all these different animals. It's all meat, and they're like they eat with these little like spears on their fingertips, and they also eat with no like no table manners at all. They're all like like they've got like gore and guts coming out of their mouths like but like kind of like buzzards you know like they're just like they're just shoving the food in their mouth they have these they their dessert is like literally these little live animals that run across the table that they try to catch and eat whole it's horrible they are horrible creatures like just just the worst and um, they're they're eating this gross dinner, and they're like, yeah, they basically then they then they duck their like nasty bills in water and daintily wipe them off until they're clean, and you know because they're civilized, and they're like, oh, what an excellent dinner they've had, Ugh. you know, and they're just horrible creatures, and their their dinner ends with the Gartham bringing what they assume is a Gelfling in the bag, right? They and then the Garfling, the Garfling, Garfin. the Gartham 
open the bag and uh, and Agra's there and yeah. she basically just chews them out and it's calls them nice. stupid. It's very it's funny. A, it's a really nice She moment. makes fun of them. And, I mean, the thing is she's clearly like, she's sort of on the Gelfling side but not really because she does say like, yeah, they're coming for you. Like, whatever. Yeah, you, you idiot. Know? Like, they're coming yeah. for you. Um, so yeah, she, she chews them out and then that's when they release the crystal bat. That's what the, uh, the the one the one yeah. says. That I guess he's their animal keeper, who also is one thousand percent the same uh, Muppeteer who does pigs in space. <laughs> so the crystal bats are sent out, and the crystal bats are these surveillance creatures that they have crystals for heads, and clearly whatever they see, the Skeksis can it see in the dark right. crystal. Um, projected back in a way. So they're flying away. Um, and at this point, Jen and Kira are on a boat. Yeah, and Kira like throws like like she she sees the bat and she chucks a stone at it and knocks it down and again like i was saying kira is hyper competent and jen is not yes like without kira jen dies yeah oh, like there's no times. way jen makes it through this she is 1000 wow. more competent than him in every single way yep so she do- drops the bat, bat out of the sky and she and she's like whatever they see the skeksis see He's like, oh, do you see these seasons? She goes, no, I don't think so. And then the bat get picks its head up out of the water where it fell and looks. Yeah. You know, and so that they so they're seen. So anyway, then we go to the village of the Podlings, which is essentially Fraggle Rock. It is Fraggle Rock, and it is it is a. I don't even know. It's basically like a peasant. It's like this little. It's like this little peasant village and like, but it's all like it looks like catacombs kind of, and and they're just singing. And they're all and dancing. dancing. They're it's all dancing and having fun. I mean, none of them. Music. None of them speak the language. Uh, you know, like that 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 uh, Jen speaks. No. They all speak their native language. And so anyway, the podlings are these like little inoffensive looking creatures. Uh, apparently, according to Brian Froud, because they were supposed to be so in harmony with nature and everything, in much the same way that supposedly the mystics are, but I think the podlings even more so. Yeah. So Brian Froud actually designed them to look kind of like potatoes. And they do. They were, and they do. They look like little, little, little happy potatoes. They, are they look like happy. a potato and a fraggle had a child. They are very sweet. They're small. You know, they're smaller than the gelflings who aren't big. I want to take a moment and talk about fraggles in a, just in a moment. The mystics look like... All Moki Fraggle. Yeah, they're all a bunch of Mokis. They're a whole ten Moki. Right. And ten Moki deep. Yeah, they're ten Moki deep. <laughs> and uh, can we, well, not, can we? N- nine Moki deep. Now. Nine Moki deep now, <laughs> yes. Um, but Continue. Can we talk about the fact that Phoebe from Friends is essentially Moki oh as well? Oh my god. Uh, she, Seriously. She, she's the Moki of, of, the of, of Friends. She's the Moki of Friends, yeah. Uh, so, they, they have this... Fairly long, uh, like musical scene where Jen plays the, his flute, and it's it's honestly it goes on a little for, long. I was waiting for the jug band to come in. It goes on a little long, but like as as I pointed out, Muppeteers love to make their Muppets play music. Yes, that is like their favorite thing in the world to do. They love animate. They love pretending. I said am, animating, but yeah. you know what I mean. They love puppeteering musical music instruments is, yeah. and songs. So they have their whole little music number. They love their music, and then numbers. all of a sudden. Boom! It's John Madden coming through the wall again. Or oh. in this case, as I would have put it, if it were me. Go ahead, put it. It's it, the Gartham are the Kool Aid Man coming. Oh yeah, the they Kool Aid Man right through that wall. <laughs> they do. And the thing is, um, like it looks really terrifying. Um, and, and 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 you know, you think, oh no, they found them. They, they you know, they're chasing them, and they go on the run. Um, meanwhile, the Gartham start grabbing as many podlings as they can and throwing them into these cages on their backs. Um, and honestly, I, I, I kind of wonder, this is going to be a reference that only people who read 
uh, Supergirl comics in the uh, mid-aughts might get, but uh, they kind of look like Crib from the uh, Sinestro Corps, who used to keep the stolen children that she had in, in her chest in like a like a weird body cavity thing that like was caged, but yeah, or on her back or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, you don't want to go into it. It's dark and gross. So Jeff Johns' brain is so not the a good Gartham place. are border control. Yeah. Well, can we not? <laughs> no. Um, so anyway, they 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 go on the run. They and they they bust out and run away from the village. Yes, I, you're talking they. You mean Jen? Jen and, and I'm sorry, Jen and Kira and run Fizz from gig. the and Fizzgig running away from the village and. Um, they find a safe spot. They they start they they're cornered. Yeah. Um. And the Gar the Gartham are going after them, and then suddenly out of nowhere, the Chamberlain shows up and commands them back because yes. they sense the crystal on on him. Remember, they see That's him and right. they're like, like there's a sound effect, and yes. they're like, woo, 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 and they all like turn and see Jin, and they start going after him. And the Chamberlain appears, but he tells them to go back. He yeah, holds he them back, and he, them back. he squawks at them and yells and commands at them to go back. And they run, and they absolutely run like hell away and they find this they find and Kira leads them you know to the old Gelfling ruins but before that he apologizes for bringing the the Gartham to her village and she says no they always come which is uh, you know because the Gartham always come is what she says because obviously that was just a slaving raid yep. it had nothing to do with him until they detected the crystal on him and that's when we don't we then cut back to the Skeksis and we learn about the podlings then uh, no, that's later. Is that later? It's okay. a little bit later. Okay. No, we go to the. Uh, no, that's after they get on the Lance Rangers. Oh. Okay. Uh, they. Um, I only know this because I took very copious notes you on did. this not very long movie. Um, they, because I, I didn't want to like lose track of where they have. No, you're right. Anyway. So yeah. Oh. So they go to the. They go to this this Gelfling ruins of back when yes. the Gelf, like back before they were destroyed and like you know basically you know like she says like the Skeksis massacred these people we don't go there we don't go here anymore but they go in. And they, you know, they they find a prophecy, and it's like this carving on the wall. And basically, they learn essentially when this. They, there's this whole thing. Jen about, can read it. Jen can Jen can read it, and she's like, "What? What is those? Like they're, they're words, which is well, I mean, they're they're letters, which is what is it? Words that stay, words that stick, or words that, like words that. that stay, or something yeah, like that. I didn't write it down. Uh, but anyway, so he tell he reads it out that there's like this whole prophecy that you know, like when the when the three sons or you know what what was two becomes one. You know, et cetera, et cetera. And it's obvious. I mean, the, the end of this movie is, ba- this movie is very straightforward. And it basically very. is predicting what is going to happen at the end of this movie. And while they're talking, after he goes, after he says that, you hear, the prophecy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's the cham- the whiny Chamberlain. He has shown up and, you know, he's like trying to get them. He's like, no, no, I'm here to help you. Yeah, which we all know is you know, bullshit. And he, and, and Kira 100% not does not believe him. him and, and Jen doesn't really either. Yeah. Like they're like, no, we're getting the hell away from you. You're you're, yeah. you're like you're an evil Skeksis. He's like, but I saved you. And yeah. like he's like basically, you know, like he tries to appeal to them. And he's like, you know, like he wants to live. He's like, I want to live in peace because I know you will destroy us otherwise. And you know, and they but they run away from him. They're like, nope, you know, and they 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 nope out of there. And they find and she gets away. Like they leap through some little area he can't get through. And uh, that's calls when Kira calls. Uh, you know, like we've got to cross to get to this tower, get to the tower where the dark crystal is. Which is they figure out that he has time. to put the shard in the crystal. I mean, somehow. Around well, I think it's thing. like they like they he has to repair the crystal. Yeah. 
You know, so obviously they're like, this is a shard of the dark crystal. That's what this oh, crystal we is. we have to go back and put the shard in the crystal. Yeah, like we got to fix the crystal I somehow. I think that was from the prophecy. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. But um, so she calls out and that's when the Landstriders show up. And these things are cool. The Landstriders are awesome. The Landstriders are essentially people people with people on uh, hand and foot stilts. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, that are, you know, like running around at this, <clears throat> like with a monster built over it. If you've seen... Um, the 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 stage version of Lion King. Oh, it's the same sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> God, that's a cool version. Yeah. Have you seen it? We saw the 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 uh, the one that was done done at Disney World. Oh right, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. So well you, done. Yeah, you forgot about that entirely, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I remember now. But um, but yes, they uh. I remember Disney World. Oh. <laughs> remember crowds. Remember things. <laughs> yeah. Remember people. Yeah, remember anything. Um, <laughs> so they are riding on these land striders now, um, which are you know. So they're going to very quickly cross the plane, and that's where she tries to get Fizzgeek to stay, and he's like, yeah, "Screw and no, you!" He's like, "I'm coming." He's like, I'm coming with you. He you doesn't know. say that, but no, he goes. Yeah, he's a dog. Yeah, he whines, dog, he yeah. whines until they took, they let him in the car. Yeah, you know, little they know they're taking him to the vet. <laughs> <laughs> So that's when we, we cut back and we see uh, a very horrific scene. Again, the darkness in this movie. Um, we, the, we see some captured podlings that are being... Like, and we see Agra. And we see Ag- Agra is with it, but, like, but Agra's just in prison. She's in yeah. a cage. She's in a cage. They're, like all the, the animals that they, that they eat are in cages. All the, there's just animals all throughout there in cages. And there's some podlings. And they're strapped to chairs, and basically we learn like this is how they make their how the Skeksis make their slaves is they have this this like there's this big shaft that the crystal we never explain that that the crystal is in the middle of this tower yeah that has it's a like huge suspended. shaft yeah. suspended above this huge shaft that goes down to like this pit of lava yeah. like way down below and but but this this they're basically the Skeksis evil scientist you know kind of like a Skeksis Mingala he's very he's like so he's, creepy. he's got like a little monocle thing over one of his eyes but it's like built in so it's almost like he's got like this just glass circle for Skeksula. an eye yeah Mangula he's um, actually his name is actually Skektek okay <laughs> Tech but um that's according to the, yeah Sklotzy. so yeah. so anyway they're um so they they basically like they like. What they do is they, they they force them, they strap them in, and then they open this thing into the into the into the pit below the crystal, and then there's a little lens that reflects the light of the crystal into the uh, into the eyes of the people, and it drains their life essence and turns them into just these compliance like soulless slaves. And the life essence, which is a liquid, is then only allowed to be consumed by the Skeksi Emperor, and it will bring them youth. And you see the general take a swig of it, and his face tightens, and his hands that were like all shriveled and arthritic looking become young and fresh looking. But it only lasts a few seconds. And he's like, "You, you charlatan!" He's like, "No, it's it's it, you know." And he's like, "It just it lasts long. It lasted longer with the Gelflings, yeah. you know." So obviously they used to do this to the Gelflings, uh, you know, and it's really horrible. Like they basically drain the essence of things to steal their life. It's so evil. Yeah. And that's and also I, I we didn't really go into it too deeply earlier, but the other thing the Skeksis do is the sun shines through the crystal every day, and they basically stand there and receive its power to extend their life. Yes, it's like their ritual they do every time. But um, so anyway, their like life see, force. Yes, well, it is their life force. Yes. So anyway, yeah, that's but that's 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 you know 
that's what happens that's and what it's happens. horrible mm-hmm. and uh we you know and now we know like that's what they're that's that's how they keep their slaves and it's really awful you see the poor skexy get like that's struggling with them's face get drawn and his eyes get you're talking blank. about the podling the podling i'm I say skexy you i meant did. to say podling the poor little podling like like her eye her eyes like go from like living and interested to like blank it's like getting a lobotomy yeah basically or but worse you know but um yeah, and, and like the eyes go from like these little black, like normal eyes, to like these white, milky-looking eyes, like they don't even really see anymore. It's really horrifying. Um, and then we see uh, we cut back to there at the uh, Jin and uh, Kira. Kira are at the are almost to the tower on the on their striders, and that's when they see the um, they see the the Gartham. Yes, that are actually have have captured her family. The and like the like obviously the podlings from before that were being were, were from a previous capture not from a previous raid not from this one mm-hmm. because they 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 head off the podl they head off the Gartham you know and they attack them and man we I have to say those those striders land striders are super generous because they very basically loyal. very loyal considering they were just basically two random wild animals she called to help because those they they start fighting the Gartham and they're like kicking them and like I was like nice to bring and, them in and essentially they. They both the both the Gelflings end up jumping off their land striders to open the cage to set the uh, to set the people free, and meanwhile one of the land striders goes off the cliff. Horrible. With 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 one of the Gartham, the other land strider is taken down and is basically torn apart by the Gartham. You don't really see that. But you see him like it's implied, you know. And meanwhile the Gartham turn to go after the uh, go after. I, I guess I didn't really note the the podlings all ran off, right? Yes. So the, the yeah. Kira's podlings all run off, and the Gartham are going like they detect the crystal, I guess. So they start going after Jin and Kira, and Kira just grabs him and jumps off the cliff. And this was a scene I actually I couldn't remember a lot of this movie. Like I've seen this movie a lot when I was younger, but I hadn't seen it in a while, and I couldn't remember a lot of it. But I this was the scene I remembered from the fo- the moment I saw this as a child in like 1980. I think I saw it in 1983. I didn't yeah. see it in the theater, but I think I saw it like the moment it hit HBO. Yeah, you know. But I remembered like. She leaps off the cliff. She's holding him, and all of a sudden, boom! She opens up her wings. This is really cool. And she flies down. And this is actually like one of my favorite moments. He's like, "What? You have wings? I don't have wings." And she just goes, "Of course not. You're a boy." Yeah. <laughs> like so, it's like it's very matter of fact. But apparently, uh, we, that's how we learn that apparently female gelflings have wings. Yes. But male gelflings do not. Male gelflings really seem to be absolutely useless. Yep. The only thing they're good for is apparently you can teach them how to read. <laughs> That's about the only positive uh, trait. I mean, I bet if Kira I mean they're learned, hero- they're heroic, I guess. But like they're <clears throat> they're incompetent. Yeah, Jen is not competent. Kira, Kira like <laughs> sing, almost single handedly like like she does almost everything yeah, herself, she does. except for the very end. Um, so she could have though. Actually, this is this is actually around the time Kira no longer becomes helpful because this is they go in they find the little tunnel. You see the Chamberlain sees them go in through the secret tunnel right. below. And um, he follows them in. He follows them in, and he heads them off of the pass. And this time, he's like, he's like, he's wants, he's going to take them upstairs. Like now that they're here, he's going to take them up to the, uh, you know, to the other Skeksis, so he can basically regain his position. As we all, assumed. as we all assumed he was. So, but uh, he 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 basically like he basically ends up capturing Kira, and Jin leaps up and stabs his hand with the piece of the crystal, uh, the Chamberlain's hand. And as the Chamberlain goes, ah, you know, like, because he got his hand cut, you see, like, the red blood flowing out of his hand. They cut to the Mystics, who, by this point, by the way, we forgot to mention, the Mystics 
were summoned to the crystal. I oh, forgot yeah. to write that in my notes for some reason. I, yeah. yeah when, so I didn't... When, when, the, when the Skeksis heard the crystal call, so did the mystics. Right. And the mystics are basically... Have been... Are like... They're throughout traversing. the movie, they cut the, they cut the mystics walking. And at this point, one of the mystics is walking and he looks down and his hand, which has black blood, not red, comes out of it and he goes... He basically goes, my hand or something, you know? Like, it's very... And yeah. like... You know, or something, or my blood, or something. Like he says something, like you know, and then like so, like but we're laying it on pretty obviously. Yeah, it's pretty I mean, obvious. I mean, this is a kids' movie, so like even as dark as it is, so it's like they're not trying to make it too too hard to figure out what's happening here. Um. So, should we should we really clear? There's nine Skeksis left, and, and nine there's nine mystics. mystics yes, yes, left. yes. Okay. Shh. No, you shush. Okay. So, so we've cat. So basically, the. The Chamberlain, uh, let me see if the, is this when the Chamberlain gets returned? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, the Chamberlain takes takes Kira to the other Skeksis and they reinstate him. They give him his robes back. He's back in their good graces yes. because he's he's brought this, you know, and they're and basically they're gonna take, you know, like they're gonna take they're like, we need to kill the kill the this Gelfling, and they're like, No, we need to take her essence. It's like, well, we could take her essence, then kill her, because they're like because they're like, no, we can't take her essence because they, they have to all be killed. And it's like, we'll take her essence first, then kill, then her. kill her. And they're like, Duh. Great idea. Oh my so God. they're basically they take Kira down to that mad scientist asshole uh, guy's uh room full of animals. Skexila. Skexy's world, and she's essentially uh, you know, like strapped to the chair and there's this whole like they do the whole setup the light is shining on her and she's but she's got a lot more willpower and agra tells her to resist and i think she she, she tells, tells her, her to call all she the tells animals. her to call all the animals and so she uses her ability to talk to the animals and gets all the animals riled up and they start breaking out of their cages and they all end up swarming the uh the skexy scientist he runs he backs away from them and falls out of the out of the out of the hole shaft, into the, the into the into the shaft and into the lava and Which, then, then it cuts to the mystics, and one of them just goes and bursts into flame and disappears. And the other mystics basically look, they look for a split second and they just keep walking, like, mm. <laughs> you know, like, so I guess that's our face. So basically, at this point, uh, and Jen finally gets up at this point. Yes, uh, he pulls himself out of the rubble, and uh, you see, like, uh, Fizzgig is is with him, but like he like runs off ahead to try and find Kira, I guess. And you know, we we end up. Um, a bunch of a bunch of uh, exploits happen, I guess. Yeah, I know it's like very hard to remember. Ba- basically, Long he, story ends up, he short. ends up he ends up climbing he ends yes. up escaping into the shaft Shaf. and having to climb up and to get away from the Gartham. Yes, and he climbs up and he gets to the crystal, um, and then that's when like that's when all hell's breaking loose. He's at the crystal. Kira's at the crystal. But they're in separate Fit, like areas. Yeah, in separate areas. It's all like this is such a soundstage set. And by the this way, gig- by the way, the inside of that shaft looks so much like the Fortress of Solitude. It's all these like crystal like steps that he climbs up and this room looks very much like a set. Yeah, at this point Fizzgig has found Agra and they're now trying to go and find the crystal and find them because well, the great conjunction's about to happen. Actually Fizzgig has not found Agra yet. Oh no, oh no. 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 Oh. Agra finds Fizzgig and not yet. Oh. And you've just spoiled what I was about to say Sorry. because what ends up happening the the two of them are there and Fizzgig Fizzgig uh you know basically like like Jen, Jen jumps to the crystal. Right. The the Gartham are there attacking. The um, he fail like he gets knocked around. Um, oh, you're right. And then Fizzgig leaps at one of the Gartham to save him, and Fizzgig gets thrown Going down the, the hole. Shaft, and yeah. we think, oh, that's the end of Fizzgig. Oh, poor Gurgi is gone. 
Um, and uh, now it just flipped me off. <laughs> or were you flipping off the concept oh, of Gurgi? I mean, basically, you are Gurgi, so you know, I'm flipping oh, you both off. Wow, divorce time. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Kira leaps down to try and save, uh, like, she freaks out, leaps down with her wings, flies down to, like, try and save Fizzgig, and she's surrounded by the Gartham. And I think at that point, uh, yeah, she's stabbed. Yes. They stab her. They stab her. Uh, actually, the Skeksis are there now at this yeah. point. Yeah. Because the, Ske- the Skeksis were going to doing their ritual. That's yeah. right. The Skeksis and the Gartham are all there. So she's she's stabbed. Um, around this time, the Mystics... No, no, not quite. Not quite. Not quite. Not quite. Not quite. Yes. No, 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 no. This, this is quite. quite. The Mystics show up at the door. Yes. And the Gartham are like standing in the way. And then the Mystics go, uh, and do their tube and throat singing, which they singing. were doing the whole movie. And the Gartham just go, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and just you step right aside. And the, out of the, and the Mystics walk in. Um, so so Kira is clearly dying on the floor. Jin like basically freaks out. Um, you know, he, he has the shard, though. And he leaps over and just stabs the shard into the crystal. And the crystal, everything, all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Basically around this part. The, first of all, uh, the Gartham start crumbling. Everything starts shaking. The whole castle's shaking. Uh, the Has Mystic, Aubrey, you talked about how... No, not yet. She hasn't happened yet. Oh, I've got a whole list. Yeah, I've, okay. I literally listed it in order. Okay. The, 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 the Mystics show up yeah. in the room. They just start walking. And they're just casually walking in. They're like, do-do-do-do-do. And then they type on themselves. Um... <laughs> And then the the, the 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 podling slaves, you see them start like, like blinking and their eyes get dark and they start like looking like they they're seeing the world again. So crazy. So they're healed. <laughs> they are no longer they have, they are no longer in the sunken place. The tower is crumbling. Wow, dude, did you have to bring that well, up? Well, it was. <laughs> right. Um and that's when Agra notices something cuz she's going over to the the you know, she's gotten out of her cage and uh, she's managed to get out of her cage and she sees hanging on to the little mirror is Fizzgig. So she holds a little stick out and he and helps him out. And now they uh, and now now this is where it gets real crazy and we start getting the life force ending. Yeah. The light shines through the mystics. The mystics all stand in a ring around the crystal doing their oh. Yeah. And the light go the light shines down to the crystal through the mystics. And each mystic shoots a beam of light into each individual skexy that's left and they all get pulled backwards. Into the into the into the mystics until the two species, each one of them, that joins two with another. One. The mystics and the Skeksis join into one weird creature that looks nothing like either of them. They look like big. They look like you know what they look like? Groots. Kind of yes. They look like they look like they holy look like, Groots. They look like holy Groots. Yeah, like Groots and, and gray aliens got mixed. Yes, and they're like and these ones are like these are Muppets, but they're Muppets that are that are like obviously double exposed because they're like kind yeah. of transparent and ghost like. And that's when they ba- that, and that's when they say like you know thank you you have healed the crystal you know we in our hubris we damaged it you know years ago and it broke apart and you know the world lost its balance so basically they they were the creatures that according to because the the mystics according to the the literature and according to Wikipedia which I it's not really clear in the movie but the mystics are actually the Uru and the Skeksis are the Skeksis and these creatures are the Urskeks. Which is a, with the balance between the mystics and and they basically say you brought balance back to the land, and they're like he, like basically they tell him to like hold Kira hold Kira to close him. to him, and Kira recovers somehow. It's not really clear how the magic of what's going on. They basically say everything's cool now. Drax a part of the band, 
We're all we're all one again, and we are leaving you in charge of what it's now known as the crystal of truth. Yes. The crystal is no longer this weird purple color. It's now clear. And, these, and the whole tower is The now whole like, tower is now made of clear crystal yeah. instead of this dark color, you know. And they basically, they all, like, shoot up into space uh, to join in that umbrella ship from Life Force. Yes. Uh, they'll be back the next time uh, Haley's Comet comes. Correct. And they ba- basically, they, they're left. Um, and as Allie put it, um, wait are they saying they need to go be fruitful and multiply? It's and literally re- what it and I, and like. I don't think that's the point. I think the point is more that they've got to help heal the land. I don't think sure. I don't think the Gelfling are going to make a comeback because that's a weird gene pool to do for in a non-biblical situation. It's, but it, I mean... Right. Anyway, the land is healed also. Everything is beautiful outside. Like the land which was barren and destroyed all around is... now lush and green. Is now lush and green. And that's the end. That's the that's, that's it. That's the movie. That's the end. Augur's there with Fizzwig. Fizzgig. Not Fizzwig. Fez, I was thinking of Fezzwig. 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 Fizzgig. But anyway, yeah. So And then we get credits. And I don't remember if there's a post-credit scene, but Allie was like so anxious to turn this no, damn no, no, thing No, no, no. I was trying to get us back to the credits and I and because it was on... Whatever we watched like, on Disney Plus, not yeah. Disney Plus, Netflix. No, it, was, it was on Netflix, it's and then when yeah. I went to go click it off, it like start it ended. Yeah, you and you were, and we were like, okay, yeah, but so we didn't get to see them join the Avengers Initiative. So John, was the Dark Crystal worth revisiting? I think yes. I I mean it's it's a it's a deeply flawed but interestingly ambitious movie. Like and it like I have a soft spot for for goofy eighties fantasy, and this movie really leans hard into being a fantasy. It. A little too hard into it. It's almost too fantasy. Like there's not a lot of like it. Like, but I, uh, but I admire the weird ambition of it, and I admire the, I admire that it set themselves up for a, a more, a more interesting and fulfilling movie a few years later with Labyrinth. But like, I don't think Labyrinth gets made without the Dark Crystal. You know, and I think they learn from the Dark Crystal like how to do a little bit better, like ground it better. You know, and you know, if you're gonna have a music number, maybe have David Bowie in it. You know, kind of thing. Put a couple of humans in. You know, but but yes, I I think I, I it was definitely worth revisiting. And like it's it moves fast too. So like you watch it and like it's an hour and a half long and it feels shorter. It feels like it's like, damn, this thing's already over. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, it really trucks. You know. So yes, I think it was worth watching. I don't think it's a I don't think it's a very good movie, but I think it was worth revisiting. Okay. You know. But uh, all right, Ali, was it worth watching? Uh I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. Yeah, I could tell you were not I, enjoying it as much as I was. Okay, so here's my feeling. I'm. I, it's was it worth watching? Yes, in that it felt like a piece of the genre that I didn't know that I should have known. I mean, I love the Neverending Story. I love Labyrinth. I love like some of these crazy, you know, fantasy movies from the '80s. And it's weird that I never saw this one, you know? Clearly, I never saw Willow either, but, you know. Yeah. So, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's we, this one I'm surprised at because it's a Muppets and it's a, you know. Yeah, that, that, It's a little surprised surprising too. that I'd never seen it. But I'll tell you, I don't, I didn't love it. And I probably. I, I totally understand I it. feel like it's. I feel like it's the the song in in the Muppets Christmas Carol where I'm like, 
we can move on from this. This is just stopping. I hear a lot of people really love that song. I know, and they're crazy. I know it's people. boring as hell. It's boring. I mean, the, the whole movie is decent until that we just stop. That song is, that song is maudlin. We just stop in the maudlin world, and I'm like, okay, yeah. like I. And again, like I get it. I get. I here's my thing. I think had I seen this movie when I was a kid, I would feel this nostalgia for it. Right, I think that's entirely possible. I think that's what it is that that I don't have from it. It's not. It doesn't miss that for me because for me, I'm like, I'll just go back and watch Fraggle Rock. I'll just go back and watch some of the things that were right. Watch Labyrinth and Fraggle Rock and mix them together. Together and you got got a lot of this. And so I think that's why I'm a little like. And I think it's tonally weird. It doesn't. It is tonally weird. The Muppets don't work as dark as this usually. Well, and And I think it was. It was. I think it was. It went a little too dark. had a little bit but I really love the Skeksis well and this was what I was going to say is that As, I, they're the darkest part but I really love them I think they're great we're still we're still talking about me I know okay sorry, sorry so with my big pro, my big thing about it that I liked as an adult looking at this movie is that I so appreciated the puppetry, the muppetry, the, you know, the, the, the design, the, the fact, the things that you brought up at the beginning where you said so clearly jumping into the idea that it's a fantasy and like really embracing that. I loved that about it. Like I liked, I thought they had these really good ideas that didn't quite work. And I think that's why it's more disappointing because it has, Elements of what could be really good that didn't quite get there. And you know, and I, I'm actually thinking to myself, I mean, I'm sad because it just got canceled and yeah, I haven't even I, watched yeah, it watching yet. Maybe the, I, like, I feel like before before it goes anywhere, I, I feel watch like, the Dark Crystal. like I yeah. kind of want to watch the, 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 show the show because like maybe they flesh that out because I find the Skeksis fascinating. They're fascinating they're and horrible. horrible. But they're these beautiful, perfect, horrible designs. Yes. They're like visually, this movie is visually well, it, That's beautiful. the other thing is that like, you know, it I worked, never saw this movie. All the designs were. The only thing I ever heard about this movie is the Skeksis terrified a lot of my friends. I didn't know anything about them. I didn't know any reason why they were terrified by them. But the jokes that you would make with some of our like mutual friends and whatever, and because they all knew the movie and I did not, like didn't it didn't land on me. But I did. Oh I yeah, the I am still emperor. That yeah. is a thing I used to do all the time to creep out people because you know it's like horrible. Yeah, it just sounds horrible. And it's funny because every time he would do that, I thought he was doing a version of what I remember as being Morla from the Neverending Story, which is the big. Like, but I bear, I've only seen Neverending Story once, once, and I saw that as an adult. And you saw it with me. <laughs> with you, I yes. I made you watch I, it. I know, this is a precursor, precursor to... Precursor uh, to the... To, yeah. to kind of give us the idea, I think. Yeah! No. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> anyway, my point is, and I also, have Also, Falcor's a dog. He's not a dragon. Oh, Come on. Falcor. Oh, I actually already have forgotten the entire plot of the Never Ending we Story. Should re- we should rewatch it. At some point. <laughs> I, I might have to leave the room during the Artex scene, though. I don't think I can handle it. Um, anyhow, uh, that's. but that my point is that the, the good things about it were I could tell it was innovative. I could tell of the time it was really interesting and new, and they were really trying things. And I mean, the one thing about Henson that you can't fault him about is that he had imagination he definitely and he was always embracing new stuff always embracing new stuff always trying something new and being like hey this might fail but we're going to do it anyway yeah, like if you, uh, up to the, up, to the, up till his very last days like you look at the Jim Henson hour he was he was he was experimenting with early CGI he, he was, was trying brilliant. he was always trying new stuff yeah and like so I embrace that piece of it and I do appreciate the fact that they're like we're going to do an entire movie of all Muppets like yeah. see you bye bye like I yeah. thought that was well, pretty like, cool it, this is going to be pure fantasy there's not going to be anything yeah. 
of this earth in it. Yeah, I, I like I said, like, yeah, I think, the, I think, yeah, I think, I just feel like it, it, it is almost too rushed and we, do, like, we, we, it's so alien that you need that intro. Yeah. You need, you know, like, so it's just it's a, a little. It's a clunky movie. It's clunky. Here's the yeah. thing, though. Like, I was thinking about this, like, our kids, like, when Jordan is, you know, eight years old, would I show him this movie? And the answer is actually no. I don't think I would. Um, I'll show it to him when you're not looking. But only... Okay, well, here's the thing. I would show it to him, but I would literally have to sit him down and be like, this is an allegory for blah, blah, blah. Because, like, I don't think you can just watch this movie... I don't think it's an allegory. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I I don't think you can just show this movie on its own merits and be like, here you go, kid. Like, do you know what I mean? I mean, I get what you're saying. I mean, I I watched it on its own merits. I know, but that you were a child of the 80s and you were a latchkey kid and you basically played in a construction site and almost died a lot of the time. So it's a little bit different than the children who were raising that. I wasn't a latchkey kid, but the other part's accurate. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a very, it's a different world now. I mean, it's like, and I know it's actually bizarrely a harsher world considering we're in 2020 and what's happening, but it's like differently harsher. And I I, I honestly think that with the... the, Kids are emotionally more protected from the world now. Yes, it's different. And so it's not that I think he couldn't handle it like on an intellectual level, but I also think that I almost, you know, it's like going to sound really weird. Like I wish I had seen this movie as a teenager because I feel like I could have, like you, you could have shown this in a, in a, in like a. Oh yeah, this class. is a great movie when you were a teen because I think you could understand like, it's it. Dark, dark and, and it's, it's kind cool. of icky, but you could also kind of get yeah. the intellectual side of it. <laughs> But also, and then like it is also deeply silly. Well, it is, and there's just the, like the not as deeply silly as Labyrinth, which has a dog like, riding a dog. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, this one had a pet with a pet. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. Oh well, yeah, this it was, kid it, runs, it, a, runs away, and there's like a little like a one of the little critters. One of the what do they call them? Rollers or they what? Call like, critters. They oh, do they call them critters? No, call they, them critters. they call them something else. Oh, the, maybe the, the food like uh, rollers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. but like yeah, the, yeah, like one of those little pieces of escaped Skeksy food like was following him around like he was like his buddy. <laughs> and and so I, I, what did I read? It's it's always good when a pet gets a pet. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, same, same idea. So yeah, I I, I get I, I get what you're saying. I 100 yeah. get it. It is it is a, it, like I don't think it's a good movie, but it's a movie that I love anyway. Well, yeah, it's you a have war, feelings. It, it, yeah, it. it's a and and I just I admire the attempt to do yeah, something. And, and that part of it, I agree with. Like you know? on a on a whole like because like nowadays artistic level, I think like it's nowadays, amazing tour de force. This kind of this kind of movie, like if a movie like this now would be would be done with like the cheapest yeah. animation direct-to-video nonsense. Yeah. Like, you'd have, like, the worst CGI animation. Like, it would just be, like, bad 3D animation on some Maya program with, like, ugly rigs. And it would not... You wouldn't get that no. level of practical, like, work. The animatronics, the stuff. Like, this was... This movie was... I mean, it wasn't hyper-expensive, but this movie cost, like, $26 million in 1982 money yeah, to make. It made $41 million in the box office, so it, it made its money back. It wasn't a massive hit, but it was successful enough. And it's a movie that has a, a much bigger cult following now than yes, it ever did. Like true. It, like it, it, well, clearly, because it, like, it just had a, mo- a show made. Well, it had, like, mostly mixed reviews when it came out, but, like, posthumously, it's gotten a lot of more positive reviews because it's, like, you know, it is... It is an interesting artifact of a time when you could actually make a movie like that. You could, like nowadays, I don't know if anyone would ever even try to make this movie. Mm-hmm. Even even with like the huge amount of Disney money that the Muppets, that the Jim Henson Muppet like division has, right. they don't try things like this no. anymore. No, they don't. They, if they if they participate at all, it's you know it's via like effects on other movies. It's not like there's no big Muppet projects that are like this. Like no. there's you, they're they're missing that. 
I mean, to be honest, they're missing that Henson drive. Yeah, they are. You know, yeah. like they just like they you, you know you just they don't they don't swing. This is a huge swing for the fences, and I think the fact that it I mean I think it barely cleared the fences. Like it landed in the basket, like right, like right above, you know, like yeah. the home run line. But it did clear the fences just barely. Yeah. You know, and I think for what it, it like was, won on a technicality. Yeah, yeah like it, it, it barely. The wind carried it just over yeah. the fence, yeah. but it made it. Like it's it's officially a home run, you know. Like it, like it just cleared the fences. They they they, they took a big swing with this, and I like I admire it for that. I agree that I, I like, agree with you one hundred percent. Like. Like and, and and just again, just the the designs are beautiful in this movie, you know. So anyway, we're done talking about this movie, but, but, but we're not done promoting ourselves. No, no, we're and and, and let's just oh, point out mind. that Apparently, hold on, no, you're gonna you're movie. gonna. I just I just want to throw this out there. We haven't said it in a long time, and I just kind of want to throw it out there because um, uh, if you find us or have found us on um, uh, uh, what it's not no longer called iTunes, Apple, Apple Podcasts. Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, if you would leave us a review and only give us five stars. And only five stars. Let's just we have them. to. John's a little. John's oh no, no, little no! I am not. This. I am. No, I, no, I was, I was, I was, he was kidding. He was kidding. No, no, I, we, we got our first negative review. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a. Well, it wasn't a review. It was just. It was just someone gave. Someone gave us one star. Which is just I was like, like oh, you nice. jerk! You ruined our perfect five. You as, son of a real, bitch. Which we realized it's probably because he as. It's probably someone who found me on Twitter. On Twitter, like, who doesn't like him and got mad at him and probably gave us one star. Like, like. But yeah, if you would like anyway. to counteract that, so the algorithm. I mean, I know we're not a there. we're not a five star podcast, but come on, lie, come on, lie, lie, lie to people. Lie to us. Lie we to like people. it. No, lie to people. Lie to other people. Lie to the other they people. They like it. Let too. them fall in. Let them go. Ah, eh, this three and a half star podcast is worth hearing. Yep. I thought it was a five, but I'll settle for this three I'll and a half star. Settle for this something, something, something. <laughs> no, um, anyway, um, anyway. Sorry, go ahead. So anyway, we are found at our website matchmadeinspace.com. Uh, you can contact us via email if I ever remember to check it. At, do that. We, like, I, why don't you I, just forward that to your email? Uh, because then I then I don't know. Because <laughs> you get no. Because I don't remember. Because I don't remember how to do it. Oh, at matchmadeinspace at gmail You can find us on Twitter at mmis podcast. You can find us at the shitty old Facebook that I hate at uh, Match Made in Space. Um, God, I hate Facebook. You can tell your friend. Tell tell a friend. Or tell an enemy uh, that Please, you want to... Please, tell an enemy. ...that you want to torment. Um, I mean, we've got, what, 56 in the books now? Yeah. 57? Uh, did I say we were at MMIS Podcast? I don't Is think that you did. The, on uh, on uh, the, the Twitter site? No, you didn't yet. We are at MMIS Podcast. I can't say it now. And you can also find Allie at A-L-I underscore G-O-O-D-M-A-N. That is Allie underscore Goodman. And Allie is spelled A-L-I. Like Allie McGraw or Allie from From the Karate Karate Kid. Kid. If those of you watching Cobra Kai. (laughs) For those of you who are Generation X. Um, And uh, and you can find me at Hitler Puncher. And my name is John Walter. J-O-N-W-O-L-T-E-R. I don't know why I'm spelling that because it's not 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 part of your thing. Yeah. Unless you want to go to his johnwalter.com and see some of his drawings. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And uh, oh, they're beautiful. And, and and but you but on Twitter I won't be you won't find me under that name because I use the name Nolan Void, yeah. which is a pun. People think my name is Nolan. They do, they, and it's... People are always pissed off when they realize it's a it's a bad pun. <laughs> like every time I mention it's a pun, someone goes, "Ah, shit." <laughs> Nolan Void. Nolan Void, and you will never change that. <laughs> no, well, I change it for like a day every yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, everyone. Else. Anyway, we're we're now we need to peter out into an actual uh, ending of this. 
Yeah. Um, hmm. Let's think about this. <laughs> no, um, you do. Oh, oh, you mean I should do the actual ending? Okay. Um, anyway, next uh, next episode is me showing you a movie, and if we can find the one that I'd like to find, it'll be very it interesting. Nobody cares. All right. <laughs> Thank you all. Oh, I would like to just do really quickly, I'd just like to give a shout out once again to Kurt, who was so kind and generous and sent us some really amazing swag. <laughs> I now have a cricket ball. Let's just talk about how cool that was. I have a was. cricket ball. <laughs> like, sent through the, our U.S. Postal Service from... Mm. from other country and so we really appreciate from, Islamabad yeah, was from, where he's actually no I know I just I wasn't gonna like call him out alright fine well, like, fine you do, everybody go look for him now um, uh, like, yeah, it could be pretty hard to find him and just I mean, actually, there's probably not that many people they've heard in Islamabad but I will say, I will say <laughs> that drinking coffee out of that mug was a I'm very mad. Delight. I'm very mad that she took that mug from me. Uh, but I have a sharing, cricket ball. But I have a cricket ball. sharing the mug. I have a cricket ball, you and do. that's what matters. I'm not We've, sharing the cricket oh, ball. Oh, I should say that the cricket ball is up on on our on our ball shelf with the rest of the with you, the, with your signed with the signed '84 Cubs and yes. the signed '81 White Sox that's and right. the signed. I'm not sure what year Cubs, but yes. I know Larry Bittner's on the team that year. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. So it, it has a very special place. So thank you very much, Kurt, for that. Um, we really appreciate you. We really appreciate all of you listening. And uh, we love you. Oh, do we? Okay, I love you. He can, he can go I screw. I love the way I feel when I'm around you. <laughs> Anyhow. Anyway, this is. Is it? No. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to wrap you. I know. You're trying to wrap me. Stop wrapping yeah. me. Or I'll just keep going. I'll keep talking. Uh, I'm like, all right, this has been a match made in space. Signing off. Get back, spithead. <laughs> mm. Adios. Adios.